Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Oh, you, you're saying you hope he uses it as an um, asset, not a liability. Mm-hmm. But you also teach or help people with business credit so they can mm-hmm. use things like that for that's it, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, one of the things is, uh, you know, like Toro. You know, Toro is out there. And if you don't know what Toro, Toro is, it's pretty much um, a site where you can list uh, your vehicle um, that you have if it meets, you know, requirements and standards to be able to allow other people to use your vehicle and make income off that car every month. Right. So think about it. If you had a three hundred and fifty dollar car note every month, but you're making six, seven hundred dollars a month on one vehicle and maybe it's only being rented out for 15 days a month that you still have access to and you're paying off that car at the same time, that no longer is a liability. It's, it's, it's similar to like having a house. If you live in a house, it's a liability. But mm-hmm. when you move out of that house and it's a, it starts to be a rental property, mm-hmm. it's, no, it's now an asset. Are you looking to buy or sell your home, but not quite sure if now is the right time? Well, contact Morgan & Co. and allow them to help you make that decision. Morgan & Co. is a leading top producing company in Central Virginia. Contact Morgan & Co. today at 804-874-6806 or anytime, day or night, at www.morganandcorealty.com. Now back to the episode. Welcome to the Success Leads Clues podcast, where I find regular people doing extraordinary and phenomenal things in corporate America and entrepreneurship, And of course, I'm your host, Dr. K. I have with me today a very special guest, Isaiah Taylor. He is in so many different things and killing it in each and every field. And I know he's going to have a lot to share with us. But go ahead and introduce yourself, Isaiah. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? So uh, my name is Isaiah Taylor, uh, Taylor Made Millions on Instagram. And uh, I'm a native of Richmond, Virginia. And uh, I would say that I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, and I'm all about helping people. So I'm excited to be here, man. This, this is really uh, dope what you're doing. And I'm excited to share my journey and see whoever I can help. Thank you. Glad to have you here. Um, so when you say serial entrepreneurship, um, what, what are you involved in? Yeah. So right now, man, um, I'm involved in two primarily businesses. Uh, so film. Uh, so to start with film, I got into film about six or seven years ago. Um, and really the goal, I kind of got into it on accident. Um, my brother needed help at the time, uh, filming a photo shoot. So I was like, man, I go buy a camera, man. Like I got you. Right. Um, and then I noticed when I got behind the camera, man, it turned into a passion, uh, just to see, you know, that individual kind of light up and showcase them in a way that, you know, at their best. Um, so it really turned into something to say, okay, 
you know, I want to do this, right? Because at the end of the day, if I could bring value to people and kind of exploit them in a way that maximizes whether it's a personal or business, man, um, that was the whole purpose of the film business. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, uh, I run a credit company. Um, it's going on our fifth month. Uh, so fairly new, but um, we've been doing some amazing things. I've seen them. Um, been able to build out a team. So, yeah. yeah, man, that's the two businesses I got going on right now. Yeah. When you talk about film, you say it's your passion. I've actually had the chance to to work with you. Yeah. And, um, of course, I follow you and I've seen a lot of the productions and things that you do. So I could tell it's your passion. Mm -hmm. How old were you uh, when you got into the film and and how did you realize it was your passion? Yeah. So I would say um, I was 24 at the time when I initially started. And for me. I realized it turned into my passion when I saw the end product and what it did for people in their lives, right? I'll give you an example to go a little deeper. Um, I had a client who, you know, uh, initially was pretty much an introvert. You know, she she didn't want to be on camera, um, but at the same time, she wanted to promote her business, right? Um, so really just having that that conversation about purpose, right? And um, saying that, hey, sometimes you'll go through things and it may be hard, you may struggle, but you know this is going to bring extra value um, to your life by making a decision and um, standing on that decision. So I would say that interaction and that client uh, really helped me to see that um, at that point, it was my passion to be able to, to help people from a film perspective and just shine light on whatever um, they were looking to expose. Yeah. yeah. So film is a wide wide range, right? Are you, what kind of film are you doing? Are you making movies? Are you doing any niche things? What type of film? Um, so predominantly is going to be more so where I have a client base, right? So um, for instance, uh, you know, if you have an entertainment company or if you have, if you're a real estate agent hmm. or if you are a small business owner of any kind, right? I want to target and work with those individuals, right? Um, now I may do weddings sometimes and, you know, events and stuff like that, but my true, like, uh, the true foundation of the film business is um, having clients, right, that I'm able to work with. And not only on a one-time occasion, right, what I was able to identify is it's okay to have a passion. That's important because yeah. you need to know why you're doing it. But at the same time, you want to be able to maximize your income, right? Um, so what I understood is to be, instead of having to do one-time events, I say, hey, why not have a client base where they come back to me every single month, right? Mm -hmm. Because they need new content creation. Uh, social media automation, yeah. um, potentially ad management, right? Um, and there's guidance as far as building out uh, some form of treatment plan as it relates to uh, their business from a marketing standpoint. So um, it's a variety of different services that kind of go into that. Um, but that's that's primarily like the focus of the film business right now. Yeah, that's real smart. I know a lot of people who do or, or might have that kind of passion, but they don't know how to run it as a business. So they do a lot of film, but they might just do uh, freelance mm -hmm. you know, videography or they might just do weddings of people that they know. But you've actually taken it and turned it into a true business mm -hmm. and been able to scale, like you said, horizontally. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people look for growth vertically mm -hmm. and then they're charging too much or they outgrow their sell their, yeah. or their customer base, right? Correct. So that's really smart that you was able to to scale yeah. it that way. Do you have something, you said you want those clients to keep coming back to you. Did you implement anything that is a kind of a subscription or a membership program or how are you doing that? Yeah, so um, what we do is uh, we have a package, right? So the package is going to include 
not only access to you know my co-working space where we have rooftop we have studios in there we have different things but it also is going to include fresh content so at the end of the day if you're a real estate agent right you're always going to have properties you want to show you're always going to be uh kind of marketing to potential buyers right so um that's just something in itself that's retainment um i know you want to come back right yeah. so um and at the end of the day, if I'm providing a quality product um, and, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about what I'm doing, then I, at the end of the day, you know, that client's going to be satisfied. Right. So understanding that having a variety of different services within one organization is several businesses in itself. Um, like you say, you don't always have to go vertical, sometimes going horizontally and expanding on what you already know and just making it make sense for that client base and having a great customer experience means everything. Yeah. Yeah, Another thing I noticed about you is your your professionalism. Yeah. So a lot of times when you hire companies, any market, any any type of service, mm -hmm. a big thing is professionalism. And you can lose your your customer base or your reputation by even one bad experience. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed every time I've had an interaction with you or every time I've seen you interact with any of your customers, yeah. it's been like over and beyond on value and on professionalism mm -hmm. where did that where did that come from um what i would say man is uh you know at the end of the day my dad told me this story a long time ago so um, my dad worked in corrections for about 30 years and um you know he grew up in a single you know mother uh, household in the projects mm -hmm. and um you know i'm the youngest of three boys um and i remember he took us on he called it a field trip at the time <laughs> um but he took us to the penitentiary um and he said, he showed us the electric chair. He showed us uh, inmates who were in sales. And he said, the only thing you have in his life is your name. You have your name. And when you tarnish that name, that's something that you never can get back. It'll never be you know, fully how it was before you made that mistake to tarnish it, right? So yeah. in any interaction I have, any business venture, or even in personal at this point in my life, um, I show up, number one, and then number two, um, I treat everything seriously. Um, sometimes, you know, you can have fun and stuff, but it's a line that you draw on that. Yeah. Um, when it's business time, it's go time. Mm -hmm. You know, look at look at your top athletes out here, like the Michael Jordans, right? Yeah. Um, you beat Michael Jordan in the, in the regular season, he see you in the playoff time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he's look not playing. Don't come shaking my hand before the game. This yeah. is business. Yeah. Um, so I think keeping that that type of business acumen mm -hmm. um, at all times is, has helped me um, grow my relationships, right? And trust and build um, more trust and retain it. So, yeah. So tell me a little bit more about uh, your childhood, how you grew up, and yeah. things like that. You mentioned three boys. You, any, any other siblings or just your brothers? Or? Yeah, just my older brothers. Um, what I'll tell you is, uh, you know, when you're the youngest, right, like sometimes you get left behind most of the time, right? Because, you know, your older siblings are doing things that maybe, you know, they feel like you're not old enough to do yet or they don't really want to hang out with you, right? So um, for me, uh, specifically, my childhood was um, I had friends and stuff like that, um, but I had to kind of develop the mentality of, um, I guess you can say uh, self self worth and self value um, throughout those years, right? Because I had to 
learned the hard way that, hey, you know, at some point, you got to look at me like I'm the big boy on campus. I'm the big man on campus, right? Um, so I think that um, over the years, right, um, now in my adult here, I'm 33, I would say the last three years, the thing that has shifted for me the most has been mindset, you know, and I think that um, when you talk about having a job, right, or doing your work, you think about finances, or most people do, yeah. right? You think about, okay, um, if I have these two jobs, I'm going to make more money, I'm going to be happy, right? Um, or I'm going to, people are going to want to just automatically buy what I have or be around me or, you know, just share experiences with me. And I think it goes to understanding that a job is just something you get paid for. Your work is becoming a purpose. You know what I mean? So I would say from my childhood to now, um, the understanding that becoming of my purpose was to help people and, you know, be able to exploit um, the talents that I've been blessed with from God to be able to pour into people in the ways that I was talented yeah. Um, and when you live in your passion like that, man, and, and you walk in your purpose, um, nothing can stop you because you can get fired from a job tomorrow. Yeah. But if you have your work mm-hmm. and you know your purpose, nobody can ever take that from you. They can fire you from a job, but not from your purpose. They can't fire you from. They can fire you from your job, but they can't fire you from your work. Yeah. So always do the work. So yeah, that's interesting. So, do you play any sports when you was growing up? Basketball, man. Yeah, so that was mine too. For real? Yeah, I played a lot of different sports, but basketball was okay. That's my sport. You got a jumper? Man, no, I'm, I'm in the paint, man. Oh, you in the paint? I, I, I'm, a re- right. I'm a rebound. I'm gonna put it back up. Don't, yeah, don't yeah. Um, I played football actually my freshman year at Verona High School, man. Um, mm-hmm. Going into my sophomore year, I don't know how much you know about Verona High School back then, but like the summer practices was just something I wasn't expecting. Like we had like three days pulling sleds. And as, as good as I was, I played cornerback at the okay. time. I know I'm a little bigger now, like linebacker, but I played cornerback back then. And I remember a game, uh, I hit this guy, my ear started ringing. I said, yeah, I'm a basketball player. I'm a basketball <laughs> player. So, um, yeah, man, I did pretty well. Um, actually, was uh, all regional um, for Verona High School. We got all the way up to, like, the state semifinals, um, quarterfinals, excuse me. Um, one year, we lost to Tyrese Rice. And then I remember that game, man. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that was that guy's that guy's the truth. Um, but yeah, outside of that, uh, you know, I was a red shirt walk on at Virginia State. Um, played for about two years there, and then um, just got my degree after that, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. And what's, what's your degree in? Uh, computer information systems. Really? Yeah, right. man. So school of business, uh, CIS major. Um, so yeah, that was cool, man. I think it was cool to go to Virginia State as well. Um, HBCU, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of times people don't think about it. Like I, at that time, I went to pretty much a diverse high school. At the time, I know right now it's probably predominantly black. I think, but going to HBCU, I was still in culture shock because it was just like, oh, these is all my people. This yeah. is dope. You know what I'm saying? So it was very prestigious, and I learned a lot, man. I love. I learned a lot as far as self discipline, mm-hmm. um, and accountability. Um, just going to class, your parents not there to wake you up. Yeah, you know you gotta learn to grow up. You know, so if anything, college did that for me too. Yeah, this is very prestigious. Whenever I walk on on Virginia State's campus, you get that aura, that feeling mm-hmm. of like pride and mm-hmm. prestige. Uh, recently, did a college tour for my daughter, so that's one okay. of the schools that we went to. She's, I saw that. Yeah, she, she's got her heart set on a HBCU, and uh, I think Virginia State's probably gonna be one of the top ones. And she's close to home too. Yeah. So you yeah, like too. that? Yeah. Like there, that. there you go. There you go. That's what's up? Yeah. You had any? Uh, any mentors that you can pinpoint during that time? Yeah. Whether it be high school, college? Time? Um, 
it was for real. It was my brothers, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about each of them. So started with my middle brother, Dwayne. Um, Dwayne is the definition of um, just he won't be defeated. You know, any business venture that he started, he will find a way to be successful yeah. in an ethical way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that growing up, being a younger brother, seeing that in him helped me to understand that there was more to life and more that I could do by seeing him be the example um, from that perspective. Um, my oldest brother, uh, I would say A.T. Uh, or Alfonso, yeah. um, you know, he is it's just he leads with his heart, very passionate about people mm-hmm. Um and at the end of the day, his follow through um, with people and just, you know, who he is as a, as a human being um, is amazing. And just to see uh, everything that he's doing now in his life, you know, he was a star uh, basketball player, Virginia Union. Um, you know, uh, he played for Dave Robbins. I don't know if you remember the, the late Dave Robbins. Um, and on top of that, now he's assistant uh, head coach for Verona High School Basketball. Um, who's set to hopefully, you know, win the States this year. Yeah. Um, and he also works in the space, uh, you know, with kids, right, um, for, for the county um, in Rico. So um, both of them were, were prime examples as far as motivation for me. And then, you know, absolutely my father. Uh, my father was just the enforcer, right? So, you know, I remember um, I was about 12 at a basketball court playing um, somewhat the projects um, in the- you know, the, the, the life lessons he told me sometimes were hard, yeah. um, but they stick with me to today. And, um, you know, one of the things is, you know, you say you, uh, as long as you respect people, you know, don't let nobody disrespect you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, there's a lot of values that I've learned from those three guys. And, um, you know, I hope to instill that in the people I touch on a day to day at this point in my life, um, especially my daughter. You know, mm-hmm. as she gets older, you know, she's two, about to be three. Uh, so just seeing her grow up from just being an infant where I can hold us and now she just want to run around, right? Yeah. Um, it's just amazing to see the impact you can have on your own, on your own kids. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be excellent for your daughter growing up, seeing you in entrepreneurship. And it's going to be like second nature to her. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you take her to your office and things like that, mm-hmm. on jobs with you. Absolutely. Yeah, so she's uh, becoming, it, it's just her norm, right? Mm-hmm. So she's learning a lot. And it's Probably like from your mentor, you said your brother, he was an entrepreneur too, right? Yeah, for like the last, uh, let me see here, went 2021. So, yeah, man, since like 2009, <laughs> you know, he's either owned a barbershop or, you know, been in another business venture um, in the mental health space. So, yeah, he's, he's been an entrepreneur for a long time. Yeah. It's, long good, time. it's good to have those examples and people that you can feed off of. Um, people in your community that you've seen do it before, yeah. it just kind of breaks down that barrier and makes it so much easier for you because now you know it's attainable. Right? Yeah. You've seen somebody do it. When you have to do it first, it's still very achievable, mm-hmm. but you have, this, yeah, you have this wall up that you know can, can actually be you. Yeah, and I talked about that actually um, with a colleague the other day, um, not directly about that, but mm-hmm. just about um, your environment. Right. I remember back uh, when I was doing like kind of like mental health support um, and I had a, a kid I was responsible for just making sure they, you know, got on the right track. He's yeah. nine years old um, and was from like a, a you know, underprivileged area here in Richmond, Richmond, Virginia. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, took him to short pump. OK. So we're going to short pump. 
yeah, let's, let's just go out here. I might get you a T-shirt or something. And he said, what show up on? What state is that in? What oh. state is that in? So this oh. kid hadn't been out of the radius of the city his entire nine years of his life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to your to your point, you know, you have some kids up, out there that grow up around, you know, things where they understand already at a very young age what it means to be successful. So yeah. they're not afraid to not have a nine to five. It's okay to have a nine to five, but mm-hmm. they're not afraid to not have it yeah. because they've learned the mindset. It goes back to mindset, right? The mindset and the tools to be able to go out and, and apply um, what they know to generate income. Yeah. Right. Where some people don't have that opportunity. doesn't mean they're, they're not as smart. It just means that they weren't exposed to those things. So like you said, they, they have a learning curve. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode. I hate to interrupt, but I had to tell you about a community that I'm a part of. It's called the morning meetup It's where hundreds of entrepreneurs gather every single morning Look, we share ideas, we motivate each other, we share our successes. It's the perfect environment for you to not only grow as an individual, but as an entrepreneur. It's hosted by my mentor, David Shands. It's every day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. It's no better way to start your day. Look, we've got a book club. Imagine hundreds of entrepreneurs reading the exact same book on the exact same chapter. You get to discuss that book and share your thoughts. It's very motivating. It empowers you and you're ready to start your day. You get all of that for only $1. After that, it goes to $79 a month. I have no doubts that you're going to want to stay and be a part of this community. Look, I'm there every single morning, 8 a.m. The only thing we're missing is you. The link is in the description. Go ahead, click the link, try it out, join the community. Look forward to seeing you in the morning. As far as being exposed to things. I know you also uh, invest a lot. Yeah. You do um, uh, Forex and trading mm-hmm. and who knows what other investments, mm-hmm. right? How did you get exposed to to that? Because that's not common for most people. I know there's a lot of people who still don't even know yeah. what currency exchange and things like that are. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, my discernment in people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I can discern good energy in, in, in people who are good for my life as far as bringing value and still being able to bring value to them. Right. So kind of like how we met. Right. Um, I've learned a lot from you. Um, But at the same time, um, it was a it's it's a good friend of mine um, by the name of Kevin Howell. Um, And, you know, I think you met Kevin. Um, I've known Kevin for about 12, 13 years now. And, um, you know, when you have good people like that. I don't care how far, you know, they move or how long you haven't been in contact um, if they feel like they you can bring them value, right? You know, it'll happen. So, you know, he, he booked me for a film gig um in Boca Raton, uh, Florida, and just being exposed to that environment, even though I was just there to film, right? Mm-hmm. I got exposed to a whole nother business opportunity. So what did I do? I said, you know what? I'm gonna leverage my relationship with Kevin and his associates to be a student. I never stopped being a student. Yeah. And I think sometimes uh, as people, we uh, we get so caught up on either wanting to be right or either wanting to feel like we know it all. It's okay not to know it all. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is okay because you can't learn feeling like you know it all. Mm-hmm. So um, being open to that, um, always knowing uh, that I want to be able to always bring value. I don't care if somebody says, hey, I want to do this for you. How can I bring you value? Mm-hmm. That's how you retain friendships, uh, relationships, 
And um, at the end of the day, get exposed to opportunities, like you said, with, you know, binary options and yeah. trading and so forth like that. That's, that's incredible that you were there for your business, getting paid, but still was open enough to pay attention to your surroundings, what was going on. So I know a lot of people who walk past or even presented opportunities on a regular basis and don't even see them for what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, man. And um, it goes back to mindset. It, it, mindset is everything. Like yeah. I, I, I will talk about that all day um, because you know I think that when you have high self esteem, mm-hmm. um, nothing will challenge you that potentially could be a blessing for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when you're living in that space of low self esteem, you gotta you gotta figure out what's going on because you got fi- you gotta fix that because you're gonna miss blessings, <laughs> you're gonna miss opportunities, um, and at the end of the day, you're gonna you're gonna live in a space feeling like you know it all, right? Yeah. Just because you don't. You don't want to look like the the person that doesn't know everything, right? So um, when I was able to identify that, man, um, it just opened my eyes to a lot of things, for sure. What makes you humble enough to ask questions or to feel like you don't know it all? Because like like you said, ego makes you want to act like you know it or are familiar with it. But mm-hmm. like, like you said, it's really helpful to, to not know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say... What makes me humble is that I know that I have a long way to go still in my purpose and my journey, mm-hmm. right? And um, to do that, it takes people pouring into you that have done it already or have done something to a level that you haven't obtained yet. Um, so sometimes you have to be um, humble, like you said, very humble and just receive information and be a student. And just and just download, yeah. just download, just download, just download and be open. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to say, but, you know, I think um, to be more specific, um, reading. I read a lot of books now. Um, like I don't read them in an organic way. I would say actually I listen to a lot of books okay. through Audible. Yeah. Um, but that has helped me develop some personal skills that were lacking maybe when I was 23, 24, 25. Um from a relationship standpoint, from a business standpoint, from just a personal standpoint. And uh, when you can pour into yourself first, right? And know what your self-value is and your self-worth and have self-discipline and self-accountability and all of those things, man, nothing nothing can touch you because you're going to walk into a room <laughs> and say, hey, man, okay, what you doing? Okay, tell me about that. Yeah, yeah. I need to know. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. Shout out to you, my brother. I walk past people down the street and I say, man, look, I like those shoes, brother. Right. And sometimes I feel like people in our culture, man, is that's, you know, or, or it's just a black man, I'm going to say that, is that, you know, we we used to just walking down the street and you... And mugging. Yeah. For what? For, yeah. For what? Mm-hmm. Nah. Like, we all out here trying to trying to do better for ourselves. So at the end of the day, I'm not going to block any blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes back. If, if I'm giving respect, I just expect. Yeah, that's that's, that's, it. that's incredible. Like uh, what you were talking about is like the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. And would you point it to yourself all the books and all the information that you possibly can? It's it's very impactful for you. Like it's, it's going to do things for you that you probably haven't even realized yet because mm-hmm. th- that information that you're taking in, you might not have to pull that out mm-hmm. until three years from now or something, right? Yeah. But it's going to be there. Very true. But how do you find the time? Because a lot of people are going to say, well, 
You run multiple businesses. Mm -hmm. You have a young daughter. Mm -hmm. You got life. Right? Yeah. But but you still make the time. How do you do that? Um, you have to make sacrifices. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit on Netflix mm -hmm. and watch five episodes or binge five episodes of BMF. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I like to. Yeah. You know, but I understand the the power of um, planning and time. You know what I mean? So if it's me getting up and getting in the shower, I'm playing. I'm playing an audible book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm tired, but I'm not really tired. I'm laying yeah. in bed. I'm playing an audible book until I feel like I'm just about to pass out and go to sleep. Yeah. I'm driving to the office. I'm playing an audible book. I'm not listening to music. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have to, like, you have to, back to mindset, you know, um, this has to work or it has to work. This has to work. Or it has to work. How can I make this work? Yeah, yeah. But if you have a mindset, <laughs> I hope this work. It may not work. Mm -hmm. um, it's a book I read called The Magic of Thinking Big by uh, David Schwartz. I don't know if you heard of it, but okay. no, it talks about um, the biggest thing that is in, the, in people's way most of the time is how they think. Okay. So either you have adequate thoughts or you have inadequate thoughts. Mm -hmm. So if I if I have inadequate thoughts, I'm saying, yo, I'm not good enough. I can't get this done. You know, um, my body posture, all of that goes into your belief system. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when you say, man, I am going to, you affirm every morning I have 10 affirmations I give myself. You know what I mean? So all of those things go into um, making things work back to your point about mm -hmm. finding time um, with the audibles. That that's that's too much. <laughs> I'm taking that in. <laughs> that's that's a lot, man. Yeah, yeah. Your um your affirmations are they personal or can you can you share them? Um, no, they're not personal, man. It's just uh, you know, uh, or even if not all ten. Yeah. So um, I would say things like uh, you know, I am I am the influence. Okay. You know um, I am wealthy. Um, I am healthy. Uh, I am enough. I am powerful. I am more than I am today. So I tell myself these things because life is hard. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to sit here and say life is easy. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's hard as shit. But at the end of the day, um, what makes you tougher and what helps you grow is experiences you go through life. And the thing is, the key word, go through. Yeah. You don't stop. You don't run away from it. You know, you don't say, man, I'm trying to, can I find a way around this? No, you got to go through it yes. because that is going to, that's going to, it's going to like putting steel into the fire. It's going to make you tougher Yeah, and you can endure anything. So affirmations is something to kind of level me out mm. um, to ensure that when I start my day, my mindset is right um, and nothing can, can pull me off of that focus. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I know a lot of people that may be watching may not know what an affirmation is mm -hmm. or how to deliver an affirmation. And one of the key things, like you said, is with your mindset and your confidence. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. I don't personally do affirmations. Mm -hmm. I believe 100% in affirmations. Mm -hmm. I just um, don't have a, a list. So I was kind of getting... So I still yeah, bro. Man, I, man, I think that like, you know, um, I don't know if you heard of uh, Dr. Uh, Miles Monroe. The late Dr. Miles uh -huh. Monroe. Um, so he's a pastor that, that uh, passed away, unfortunately, about I think about a year or two ago. Um, 
But what he talked about is that um, before you can do anything in life, uh, one, like I talked about earlier, you gotta you gotta know what your work is. Okay. Um, so if your work is to say, man, I need to build up my self character, then what's the question you gotta ask yourself? Who am I? Who am I? That's a, it sounds like a simple question, yeah. but it's a lot of people out there that can't answer that question. Who am I and what is my purpose? Yeah. What is my work? And when you understand those things, man, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I feel like I can do anything. You know what I mean? I feel, I feel like I can do anything, man. I feel like you can too. Hey, same yeah, with you, brother. Same with you. That's why I'm sitting here with you today because I, 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 yeah. I affirm that this is going to be, hey, you already know, at the top, at the top, it's going to the top. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, what about your um, your other your other business? You do uh, you have a credit repair yeah. or restoration? How do you? What's the proper terminology for it? Uh, credit credit counseling, credit, credit repair. Counseling. Okay. Um, so really, how I got into that, man. Um, I had a lot of clients in the film business, marketing wise. We always have dialogue around building business credit or mm -hmm. just um you know uh typically if you look at the statistics for most entrepreneurs the credit is bad yeah. um because a lot of times they're investing ups and, ups yeah. and downs you know it's not a, like you said it's mm -hmm. not level as it relates to just consistent income mm -hmm. um so i said man and i'll give you the i'll give you the the first month of what that looked like okay. um i was at t-mobile still at the time and i said man this film business i know about credit at this point mm -hmm. You know, God, I think this is for me. I'm about to take this leap. This, this is, this is gonna bring me all the finances that I need to, to, to not only fund my life, to make sure my daughter's straight down the line. If I grind really hard, and you know, I, I you know, boom, I just get a little, get a lot of clients, right? Mm -hmm. That was my initial mindset, right? My first month, I did horrible. I got four clients in the first month. You know what? I was about to applaud that four classes. Um, Any four. business getting getting four right away is good, but in a month, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> when you consider like the marketing budget and how many leads I had coming in um, okay. with my, for my marketing team, it was horrible. Okay. Um, so I had to sit down and have a conversation with myself. I said, "Man, said God, I left this job. <laughs> I'm in these businesses. Yeah. This has to work, or it has to work. What am I doing wrong?" Yeah. And what it came back to is that I was focused on the wrong thing. I was focused on making money. It's not about making money. What it's about, like, obviously you want to make money, right? Yeah. But what it's about is how can I impact every person I talk to? How can I just, like, we have just having a conversation. Yeah. How can I just have a conversation? Mm -hmm. This is a human being on the other side of this hall. Yeah. What's going on in their life versus trying to follow a script to close a client? Mm -hmm. Let me talk to you about your life. Yeah. Let me tell you who I am. Right. Yeah. And by building that type of rapport, it goes back to customer experience. Right. I closed 35 clients the following month. Whew. 35 clients yeah. uh, the following month. Just by changing the way you look at the client. Wow. Yeah. I said, how many people can I impact versus how much money can I make? How many people can I impact? Yeah. Because when you have that mindset, I'm going to think about money. Money's going to come. Mm -hmm. But when you, again, in that purpose, you had a right mindset. Um, Money will always be there, man. Yeah. So the um, with the credit business, mm -hmm. what what do you do, or what do you teach your clients that mm -hmm. they probably couldn't get 
anywhere else or on their own? Yeah. So um, the first thing we, we like to do, man, is um, we like to explain the process, right? A lot of a lot of uh, clients that come in as potential clients don't understand the consumer laws protections that are in place for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes people are like, man, if it's on my credit, it got to be there. And that's not true. Uh, typically, you know, what myself and my team uh, did the research on and, and we understand is that, you know, there's things like the FCRA um, or Fair Credit Reporting Act okay. um, that's in place to govern credit bureaus. People think these credit bureaus are government agencies or companies. They're just trillion dollar data furniture companies, right, mm-hmm. that are reporting information on you. So who's to say they're right? Who's to say they're they're accurate, they're updated, and they're verifiable? Okay. You know what I mean? So one, we like to not only educate our clients on the process, um, but at the end of the day, we also like to let them know um, timelines. We give them access as far as a client portal because we know customer experience is important. So we want you to have access and remain engaged, right? Um, and then in addition to that, you know, a lot of clients have questions about, well, I have this medical bill on my credit, right? Yeah. And I'm like, well, did you know, do you know about HIPAA laws? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, do you, I asked my client, do you know about HIPAA laws? Yeah, I know about HIPAA laws. So how can this be in your credit if we can't disclose what that account is for as a medical bill? Did you know that's not supposed to be in your credit? Did you know really? there's a certain a, a certain consumer law that's in place to get that removed? I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And a lot of clients are like, no, nah, I didn't know that. I was always, not to cut you off, I was yeah. always told that you can't remove medical Mm-hmm. I was told you can't remove medical and you can't remove, I believe, education. That's mm-hmm. what I was. So um, certain education you can't. So like mm-hmm. when it comes to like federal, mm-hmm. no, nah, yeah, like, okay, you know, for the most part. But medical, because at the end of the day, it's a violation of a, a verifiable inf- piece of information, um, similar to like a bankruptcy, right? If mm-hmm. a bankruptcy is on your credit, did you know that the courts don't furnish that information to the credit bureaus? No, so what happens is there's com- there's sub companies called like Lexus Nexus, mm-hmm. um, and other companies called like um, Pacer Pacer.gov. So Lexus Nexus will say, hey Pacer.gov, I need I need a list of all these public records, yeah. and then Lexus Nexus is like, hey Equifax, Experian, TransUnion, how much y'all gonna give me for these uh, public records I done got? They selling it. They selling it. They selling it. So then it's listed on your credit report, right? Okay. The courts never sent that to the credit bureaus, okay. right? So there's a process in place to ensure that for our clients that are in those bankruptcy type situations mm-hmm. to reach out to, you know, um, the local courts to just get a form of verification that they don't solicit or share that information with the credit bureaus, right? Okay. And then there's a follow-up process to then dispute it with LexisNexis. Hey, we know you didn't get this the right way. Get it up out of there. Then we dispute it with the credit bureaus. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there's a process for all of those things. But, you know, a lot of times we try to educate our clients as much as possible while mm-hmm. keeping it simple just to build trust. Okay. Right. Our goal is to build trust and really, really do the work. Like we're not out here just to, you know, get clients. Our goal is to change clients life. Um, I had one client that started with us back in August and um, I was super proud because he sent me a text. Uh, I think it was like late September. It was this brand new uh, red cherry BMW. And I'm like, okay, you got another liability, but I hope you might can turn into an asset. I hope you think you're right. I hope you think you're right. But I was excited because he didn't have transportation for his family. They were taking the, the public transport for five months prior to that because the old car broke down and they couldn't afford a new car and his credit wasn't right. So being able to, again, yeah. 
provide an impact. Yeah, that's an impact on my life. That's an impact from on not my life. having transportation to cleaning up your credit and having a brand new BMW. No down payment. I mean, regardless of the type of vehicle, but BMW. <laughs> yeah, he 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 won't yeah. plan. He said yeah. he went from nothing to BMW. I was like, okay, brother, just make sure you know, that's stay smart. Yeah, yeah. Would you help? You you're saying you hope he uses it as a um, asset, not a liability. Mm-hmm. But you also teach or help people with business credit so they can mm-hmm. use things like that for an asset, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, one of the things is, uh, you know, like Toro, mm-hmm. you know, Toro is out there. And if you don't know what Toro, Toro is, it's pretty much um, a site where you can list uh, your vehicle um, that you have if it meets, you know, requirements and standards to be able to allow other people to use your vehicle and make income off that car every month, right? So think about it. If you had a $350 car note every month, but you're making six, $700 a month on one vehicle, and maybe it's only being rented out for 15 days a month that you still have access to, and you're paying off that car at the same time, that no longer is a liability. It's, it's, it's similar to like having a house. If you live in a house, it's a liability. But mm-hmm. when you move out of that house and it's a, it starts to be a rental property, mm-hmm. it's, no, it's now an asset. It's, it's no longer a liability because now you're making money off of you know, whatever that item is. So um, one of the things, you know, we try to focus on with our clients is, our credit clients is, when they come through our credit repair program, um, we do have partners that are in place. So if a client needs trade lines, right, depending on what their credit report needs, yeah. if they need trade lines, if they need help with structuring out their business, right? So, you know, sometimes people say, I got this LLC, I'm ready for some business credit, baby. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You got you to do the work. Okay. You got to do the work. So you got to have things in place like trade lines. You want to make sure you got the Dun & Bradstreet. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you reporting on Google. You want to make sure that you got a business phone number, a 1-800 number, a business email, a business address, or a business virtual. All of these things matter okay. when it comes to the structuring out that business and these are the things that you know as our clients come through their through that credit repair program we're able to funnel them through wherever they need to go okay. yeah and are, are y'all doing the work for them is it a joint effort or are y'all teaching them kind of the fish for themselves yeah so um for the most part when it comes to the business structuring um you know i, I put some hard work into an ebook <laughs> um so you know with the with the ebook that's going to give them step by step on the play to structure out their business, right? To ensure that they're preparing themselves for business funding, right? Um, in addition to that, some other things as far as trade lines, um, we just have partnerships right now. I don't have a direct uh, trade line within the business, mm-hmm. but you know we source them out um, to people we know who can take care of them. Um, mortgage lenders um, and realtors are in place as well uh, to you know kind of get our clients in the right place. That's awesome. So you really are helping people and impacting lives, like you said. Yes, sir. Not a game. Not a game. No. I only got my name, right? <laughs> my only name one. is on the business. Only one. Okay. What's the name of the business? Taylor Mons Consulting. Taylor Mons Consulting. All right. I'll make sure I um, have some information, a link below or something like that, where they can get in contact and sure. get their credit right. Yes, sir. Get your credit right. It's important. Absolutely. Because um, your credit is your name. Like it's, it's all coming back. It's all coming back. So, um, kind of what I've been taking away from our conversation. So, I try to find a few clues uh, throughout the dialogue that I can point out to our guests. Mm-hmm. Now, they may watch the video or listen to the podcast and mm-hmm. and find their own clues, and I hope they do. Yeah. But a couple things that that I've seen that have really made you so successful is 
one, you found your purpose. And I know a lot of people struggle with finding their purpose, but you found it, you found it early. Um, you're willing to do the work. Um, you are always open and attentive. You're listening and mm -hmm. receiving education. Yeah. Uh, don't let ego get in the way. Correct. And uh, you genuinely care about people. Mm -hmm. So I, I even noticed from your business, you more than 10x your business just by shifting, looking at the money and caring for people. So yeah. once you really started genuinely caring for people, the business blew up. Yeah, because people don't like remember this in any business. People don't buy because of the product or the service. That's the that's the misconception that people have. They don't. They buy because of the company or the individual. Because okay. think about it. If you go to, I don't know, if you like chicken wings, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's a hundred chicken wing spots in, in, in Richmond. So either, you know, you like the experience that you get when you go to that place. You like the staff. The food has to be good, obviously, right? Yeah. But there's something else that makes you going into that place versus somewhere else special. Yeah. Clients tell me all the time in, in, in credit or film is, hey, you know, Isaiah, I chose you because, you know, at the end of the day, I believe in you. I trust you. Yeah. People have to know, like, trust you. Know, like, trust you. Yeah. And if they can't do that, then that's going to be my first month. It's going to be a four-client month. <laughs> it's going to be a four-client month for you. Don't do it. Well, you're successful and you're going to continue to be successful uh, because uh, I definitely trust you. I know people uh, find it easy to gravitate to you and trust you. Yeah. And uh, your, your work speaks for itself. Appreciate that, brother. So um, I can't wait to uh, follow up with you, see how well it goes and, and how your business continues to explode. Uh, thank you for coming out. Thank you for hey, hope, hope I, I come busy. back when you make it big, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I need to come back on the oh, show. Yeah, right? definitely, okay. Definitely okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. So, um, as always, I want to remind you that nothing is impossible. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. Until next time on the Success Leads Clues podcast. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.